Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Well, hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Oberstein, president of Life Chiropractic College West, sitting here on the West Coast, coming at you with another one of our Life West leadership lines. Today, I have someone that I actually knew when he was in school. So we're going back about, I don't know, 28, 29 years, you know, Dr. Jason Deitch. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thanks for having me, Doc. Yeah, absolutely, my man. Um, it's great to have you. Jason's probably sitting up in Marin County right now. Is that right? That's correct. Yep, yep, yep. So when you come to the Bay Area and you want to go to wine country, just make sure you stop at Jason's house and visit him. And he's right there, um, right right over the Golden Gate Bridge. But um, I- I'm excited to dive into this. I want to tell our audience a little bit about Dr. Jason. Um, he graduated from Life University in 1996, put some 26, 27 years as a chiropractor, uh, graduated, moved out to California and practiced in the Oakland Hills for about 10 years. And then he got into this thing called social media. And he had a few different companies. Uh, his first company was called Fan Page Generator and uh, was working with uh, uh, chiropractors on their social media aspects, whatever that, you know, fan pages and things like that. Um, by the way, he wrote his first book in 2006, I believe. Is that correct? Right. To discover wellness, uh, uh, how to stay healthy, how staying healthy can can uh, can make you rich. Or 2007, he wrote that book, his very first book, which did exceptionally well. Um, went into the fan page generator, but then evolved into what the company right now called the Smart Chiropractor, and they they work with offices. Uh, for anything from retention to regenerating patients to, you know, we might get into this stuff, all, you know, all that kind of things. Um, they have a, a program out called um, a Patient Pilot, where they send weekly newsletters out to inactive patients to get them re-engaged in chiropractic and, of course, back into chiropractor's offices, which is vitally important. Um, and, uh, you know, lectures all over the world. In fact, you were an instructor weren't you? You taught at Life Chiropractic College West here. He's taught philosophy and uh, also taught business uh, for many years uh, when he moved out West. So uh, it's great to go full circle, man, have you back on a Life West uh, uh, a show. So welcome, my brother. <laughs> it's great to be here with you, Ron. You know, I don't know if you remember, but the first time we actually did uh, meet for the first time, I was just graduated college. I was on a cross country tour with a friend of mine, David Davis, who you know, said, you got to go see Ron. We went out, we came to see you. You could not have been more gracious, more kind, more inspiring. Uh, And it was absolutely, I'll say a pivotal point in both me deciding to become a chiropractor, but also my friend who I was with decided to become a chiropractor. And he references that experience on a regular basis about it. So uh, I love you and I thank you for our years together. Absolutely. I know that David and I were best friends going through school and the best, I was best man as well. But I also want to tell the audience this, that in 2000 and gosh, when was the Atlanta Olympics? Was that 2000? 96. That was 96. That's right. 
That was 96. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I went to, that was the year you were graduating. And, uh, and I, my daughter and I, we stayed at your house. I think we stayed at your apartment. My daughter and I went to Atlanta. Dr. Sid Williams got me tickets to all these events. My daughter, I took, she was probably six or eight years old at that point. And, uh, I took my uh, uh, Walter Sanchez, uh, Dr. Walter Sanchez from Hialeah, Florida. He took his nephew and we stayed at your place, man. That was amazing. That's right. And we went to the Olympics and did all that stuff. It was great. Um, long time ago, bro. <laughs> what a journey. It feels like two eternities, you know? Um, hey, Jason. So, so you know, besides that encounter you had in La Jolla with me and Mary and, you know, talking about chiropractic as when you were, I remember you guys were traveling the country or doing something. Doing, uh, besides that, what else was like a, a major thing that got you into chiropractic or was there anything or was I the reason, you know? Yeah, well, y- yes and yes. So the main reason was I had never heard such uh, what I'll call an elegant explanation of how the body works and how simple it is to keep it healthy. It just made perfect sense when you hear the chiropractic story the way you know you share it. In fact, I used your power zone charts for years, both in school and when I graduated, as the way to share the story. It was just the just I, I call it to this day the best kept secret in healthcare. And unfortunately, thirty years later, it still is. Um, but it was the combination of what I think of as the best idea in healthcare and people like yourself and not only you, but others who are on fire, inspired, passionate, years and decades after being in the trenches, serving people, still super excited as I know you are about what we do, why we do it. It was that inspiration and that knowledge that I said, you know, I'll have what you guys are having. And uh, and it's been awesome ever since. Yeah, and your uncle, you know, your uncle Alan Davis, chiropractor, right? And obviously David, you know, graduated with me, um, you know. But Austin's we, now in practice in, yeah, uh, yeah, in Montana. But were you thinking of, of being a chiropractor when, you know, when you were an undergrad, what was your major? So my major was marketing. And it's funny you mentioned because my dad and I always had a conversation. He always tells a story. Uh, that early on, my dad was a entrepreneur in the fa- women's fashion industry, and you know he'd always used to try to teach me business, and I would always go, I don't know what's so complicated about business. All you need is something that everybody needs, and you can give it to them at a price they can afford. What's so hard about that? And, and that was really my simplified simplified understanding of business. And then when chiro- when I learned about chiropractic, I'm like, everybody needs it, and I could give it to them at a price they can afford. This actually fits. And it just became my passion. And uh, I, I don't know why, but I can say that for 30 plus years, it's been uh, it's been my driving passion in my life. Yeah. And it's so interesting. You know, we mentioned your father, right? You know, so you graduated, came out to California and your father and your brother, your younger brother, right? Both. Well, the story is, as I was graduating Life University, I was uh months away from graduating and my dad who had been uh trying to talk his son into becoming a real doctor um he finally you know gave me his support and said this is great go do it he calls me up as i'm like in my third year of chiropractic school and said i've decided i'm going to become a chiropractor so at 55 years old 
my dad, as he jokingly likes to say, decided to follow in his son's footsteps. Yeah. Uh, and he said, I'm going to become a chiropractor. Well, he calls up my brother, who's playing professional basketball in Israel at the time, who had to suffer through all the family debates, conversations, whatever you call them, that we all have. And my dad goes, I'm going to go to chiropractic school. My brother says, can I go with? So we were all in Atlanta at Life University. I was graduating. They moved down there. They did their prereqs. And then Christmas Day of 96, my brother and I drove two rider trucks out to Oakland. And they started chiropractic school at Life West. And I opened up my practice in Montclair in the Oakland Hills. We lived in one house. My dad's girlfriend was my office manager, who's Sean Ferguson's mom. Right. And my brother and dad would go to Life West to go to school every day. We did that for several years. And uh, I guess it's safe to say we're a chiropractic family. Yeah, but, you know, it's just amazing how that works, you know, because it's like, you know, when when that, I don't know, you know, when the spirit takes over, you know, you get that voice on the inside that speaks and, you know, you just move with it and just things just kind of line up like that. And I think it really goes to speak to, you know, we say that, chiro you know, we don't choose to be chiropractors, chiropractor chooses us. And you could just kind of see how that happens. You know, it's just, it's really beautiful. But so, dude, so, so, so you, you know, you, you practiced, you practiced for like 10 years and then you got this whole thing around the, you know, because you obviously were a marketing major, right? And you got this whole thing and, you know, all of a sudden you got tied into social media. Where where did that come? Because social media in its infancy, like in 2000, whatever, right? The dot-com boom, right? And the next thing you know, it's, you know, it's taken over. It's, it's become our our child, but, you know, or another person in our house or 10 people in our house. How, how does that, uh, how, how'd you get into that? How'd that move like that? I say, uh, you know, it was a funny story as I was uh, looking to follow my dreams. Uh, I'll make a long story as short as I can. I was in practice. I was in Oakland. My passion as a you know marketing major, as somebody who got into chiropractic to really share the best kept secret in healthcare, what we all know to be the chiropractic story, as I've learned it from you and DE and Dr. Sid and others, Dr. Jerry Klum and others. Uh, that was a story that I knew the world needed to hear. It was just got in me and I said, how come everybody doesn't know this? It just doesn't make any sense. And there's really one answer to why everybody doesn't know it. And it's because we're not sharing it with them. <laughs> so long story short, I, uh, I said, somebody's got to write a book. And so I got this crazy idea to write a book, became Discover Wellness. Well, I was married at the time, long story short, my wife at the time said, I'll go back to work. You follow your passion. She ended up through a series of whatever you want to call miracles or coincidences, becoming the first director of marketing at Facebook, working directly with Mark Zuckerberg. And I got to start focusing on writing my book, but I got to watch and learn and hear from a pretty inside source at a very early stage. She was the 60th employee there. So it was very early on. And I got to see what it was all about. You know, I got to just kind of look under the hood and understand not just what it is, but how it works and why it works. Right. And to me, that was just sort of destiny to bring these two ideas together. How do you use the world's number one social network to share the world's best kept secret? And that's what I've been trying to do for the past, you know, 20 some odd years now. Yeah. And, you know, I tell you that the interesting thing is like on the insider side, right? Like, you know, from what you're seeing or what your wife was seeing, you know, that kind of thing, your wife at the time. Um, it, it's you just can't even believe it. I mean, what the what the what the future is going to hold? A buddy of mine started mp mp3.com, right? And mm -hmm. that was a it was the largest, fastest growing IPO in the history of any IPOs, right? It just took off like crazy, right? Um, 
you know, he's over in China. He comes back from China and he tells me, man, we're having dinner. He goes, you don't, you won't believe this, but you know, the phones that were, this was when we had the, the, the pullout antennas or just got into the flip phones, you know, kind of thing, the Motorola's and, and, and he goes, the, the phone will be your TV. The phone will be your, it'll be your radio. It'll be playing music for you. It'll be doing all this. And I said, what that, what are you talking about, man? He goes, I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've literally, cause he saw it, you know, and he goes, this is what the future is going to be, you know? And now when we say this, it's like, Oh my God, it's like the, don't even think twice about it, you know? I mean, who knows what the phone's going to be doing for us or whatever the technology is going to look like in 20 or 30 years from now. But to be able to put that together, you know, from what you saw back in, you know, in 06 or 07 or whenever it was, you know, you know, you came out with this fan page generator, right? And and to be able to what? what like, what was that process? I, I wanted to really share with chiropractors how to share the message how to really understand, uh, I'll say sort of their dialect of chiropractic. You know, there, there's this spectrum. You know, the, one of our biggest challenges as a profession, if I can just sort of say, is that we're all called chiropractor and yet we all do slightly different things. And it makes it really difficult for consumers, people, uh, to understand how to buy chiropractic, how to buy us, who to go to, when to go to, for what reasons, and how to choose which one. Uh, and that's incumbent upon us to do a better job sharing our unique story, our unique expression of what chiropractic is. And that's what I've been trying to do is help chiropractors, I'll say, be more articulate with not just going, you know, hey, what do you do? I'm a chiropractor. Well, what do you do? I perform chiropractic adjustments in my chiropractic office, <laughs> you know, and nobody understands what that really means, even chiropractors. You know, you can line up 10 chiropractors against the wall and be a chiropractor, and none of us know what any of them do. Uh, and that's an issue. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I've been trying to help chiropractors better clean up in their minds and then in their behaviors to really help people better understand how to use our services and who to use when. Yeah, and I agree with you. And when before when you said, you know, the best kept secret is because we're not telling people, we don't have anything to tell them. When I say that, I'm going right to what you said, because I've always felt that, you know, like I'm a sports chiropractor. I'm a pediatric chiropractor. I'm an upper cervical chiropractor. I'm a lower, you know, whatever it is, they're all wonderful things. You know, in fact, you know, I've got a buddy of mine who said this and I and I've stole it from him that, you know, everyone should have at least three chiropractors. Right. You know, we should have a sports chiropractor if you're doing sports work, whatever it might be. You know, we should have a cervical chiropractor, whatever it might be for somebody, you know, and have someone else, whatever it might be, a tonal chiropractor and whatever could have five chiropractors. It doesn't matter. The, the thing is, is that. And by the way, the person who said that was a strict upper cervical chiropractor who said that. Right. And, and it's beautiful when you think of the concept. But we don't, we got to boil that down to the one, what's the one thing that's common in all of us? You know, we work with the nervous system. There's a healing body, you know, there's a healing potential within the body, you know, an innate intelligence, whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. And if we could somehow boil that down where everyone can get a hold of that, you put that out. I know exactly what dentists do. Pretty easy, pretty easy messaging, right? But then there's orthodontics, periodontics, all these other exactly things, right. right? And you don't go to a periodontist for, you know, to have your teeth cleaned. But, but you know, you're going to go there because your dentist tells you or you're going to understand what they do, you know? 
That's exactly it. And that's very much what I've been trying to get across. I make the metaphor of attorneys. Uh, you know, nobody just goes to an attorney. They go to a, a tax attorney, a prosecutor, a defender, a, you know, a, a state planner, a divorce. I mean, there's types of attorneys you go to. Uh, and what a mess it would be if, if attorneys only called themselves attorneys and yet did different things. You know, people would go in and go, you know, can you handle my tax case? And they'd go, you know, I'm trying to defend killers. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. But that's the mess we're in. And that's how it works. Right. Um, and, and there's two parts to what you said, Ron, that I think are super important for people to hear, which is we need one common message that applies to, I'll say, most of the profession for our organizations, our groups and our, our sort of collective, also our high level communication. But it is up to each individual chiropractor to to really articulate their uniqueness, even amongst pediatric chiropractors, as an example. There's those that specialize in pregnancy. There's those that specialize in certain symptoms. So we need to individually take responsibility for what's our story. The schools, the organizations, they can tell the kind of collective things that we all have in common, but that's not the whole job. That's part of the job. The other job is each doctor saying, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's the type of people I work with. Therefore, you know which of you should be coming to see me, whether you offer short-term care plans, long-term care plans, whether you're focused on symptoms, whether you're focused on optimization of healthcare. We should be more articulate than just, I'm a chiropractor. I do chiropractic, you know, <laughs> and that's something that's important. To you know, it's interesting too, because when you talk about social media, you know, I'm watching this generation, you know, the generation that's in school right now, you know, and and by the way, it's not just all young people. You know, the, I did the average age of the class that just came in in this summer right now was 29, which is unbelievable. But I don't know. Maybe there was someone in there that was 126 years old that might have skewed the numbers. Right. But I don't think that's not the case. But when you watch and you see how they're broadcasting themselves, how they're putting themselves out, you know, uh, and Instagram is a perfect example. Right. You know that they can tell what they do. I, like I'm watching my daughter, just one of my daughters, and she's you know she's kind of getting this big following on on Instagram, and I'm watching her, and you know the students are all into her for some reason. I don't know why, and and I and we're having a conversation, and she looked at me. It was a dinner where we're with we're with uh, um, it was Mary's birthday, my wife's birthday, and I brought my kids out to Denver with my other daughter, and and um and you know she said, well, Dad, do, do you watch my my reels or something like that? I I go. No, I, I, I don't even know what a reel is. And I'm truthfully, I just, I, I don't go on to that. It's just not, not yeah. in my life right now. Right. And she looks at my, at my wife, she looks at Mary and goes, mom, you gotta, will you show him the, so now I watch her reels. Right. Cause I, I learned how to do that. And, and I'm watching this and I'm seeing like, she's telling her story on chiropractic. Right. I mean, she's, yeah, and it's you, there's so many medians now to be able to do that to get your the the message out of who you are, right? Like you know, she takes care of families, a lot of peds, you know that kind of thing, or it might be sports that people do, whatever. The the avenues are there, right? It's just whether people take advantage of them and know how to take advantage of them. And unfortunately, I think you know people. I'm 43 years in now. Yeah, I'm 66 years old. Um, you know, it's not my forte, though I'd like to get better at it, but I forget to take pictures everywhere I go. I'd be a really interesting cat to follow if I took pictures, you know, but I don't because it's not on my mind to do that. Doctor, am I crazy or what? 
<laughs> no, you're, you're right on. By the way, I've been watching your daughters. They're doing a great job. Um, this has been the evolution and very much to what you're what you're saying, what your point is. And I think a lot of our viewers probably feel the same way. Uh, you know, I was on the cusp. I lean towards technology. I learned lean towards these things. But it's not natural for any of us to really want to go look at me. And, you know, most most people I'll say your age, our age, 54. Uh, we kind of question, like, who cares what you had for lunch today? You know, I don't care. You know, that kind of thing, uh, which actually is been part of my evolution, listening to the profession as I sort of started this journey, sharing with chiropractors how to use social media to broadcast their story, the feedback I got and the amount of work it takes, because it is not easy to do that, uh, is overwhelming for most. Uh, some young, enthusiastic chiropractors who it's second nature and they don't, you know, they're more extroverts than introverts and, you know, kind of enjoy being a performer of sorts. Uh, that's not most of us. It's uh, some of us. But email has really become the opportunity for chiropractors to speak directly or communicate directly with their previous patient base, with their active patients. And that's one of the things I've learned over the years. Of I started trying to teach the profession about social media. We got a lot of feedback about, well, you know, I get likes, I get comments, but I don't get new patients. You know, <laughs> and there's this whole like, why am I doing this if I'm not getting something out of it? That taught us to really focus on email as the primary communication for chiropractors to communicate with the people they've already seen before. And, it, and as I started looking at that, I started realizing most chiropractors, especially those that have been in practice for you know, years, decades, are ghosting their patient base. They, in many cases, have thousands of emails in their EHR system. So thousands of people that have been in there to see them. Absolutely. And they're trying to get some new stranger to come in and kick the tires for free, as opposed to keeping in touch with everybody who they've seen for years, who, if you asked them, would go, I love my chiropractor. I've been meaning to go back and see him. So that has become sort of our evolution is weekly emails that keep you appropriately in touch with the people you've already seen. And that's really today's magic is those people want to easily reactivate back into your practice. And it's one of one of my sayings is your next best new patient is reactivating your previous patients. <laughs> but Jason, let me ask you a question, because it, 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 you bring that up and, you know, I, I don't look at journals anymore. And I, I just because I'm just too busy to do that. If I was in practice, I probably would, you know, but I did. I used to flip through them and just see what was there. But. Back in the day, maybe 10 years ago, even maybe a little bit way before that also, it was always about new patients, new patients, new patients. You know, get 45 new patients in a month, 100 new patients in a month. Testimonials, you know, I brought in, if I got 100 new patients in a month, I could only do that for about a couple of months because, you know, I, I hold on to my patients, right? And exactly. I, unless I bring more people on, uh, you know, to take care of them or get a bigger place or whatever, you know. And I love that. And I get that you can get 100 new patients and only 10 stay with you because it's all social media marketing. I get that. That being said, and I don't know if that's still going on or not, but that being said, I imagine it is, right? But that being said, I think you probably touched on it already, but what's the biggest missed opportunity right now then? If you're looking at chiropractors, right? You know, and, and the lens that you're looking at, sitting where you're sitting, doing, watching all this stuff happen in the profession, what is it? What would you, what would you say would be the number one? 
Number absolutely number one missed opportunity is emailing the people who have already been in to see you. So in simple terms, it's finding the email list that lives in most EHR systems and then creating a system to communicate with them appropriately and consistently. In fact, we coined the term that TIC, T-I-C, means to teach and invite consistently. Easy way to remember it. So we don't even like to use the word marketing or email marketing because marketing implies selling something or trying to sell something to somebody new. What we're really talking about is communicating with the people that have already been in to see you <laughs> and staying in touch with them. And it's not discount and annoy whenever you feel desperate, which is the way most people do it. It is teach and invite consistently. And that's what we're trying to help to, you know doctors understand is just think about if more of the thousands of people you've seen in the past start coming back for care and then sticking with what they should have done in the first place, that just decreases the stress for most chiropractors to need so many new patients. Right. I'm sure you can tell me, you know as well as I, when chiropractors are getting started, when they're early in care, and I hate to say it, even later in their years, there's this excessive stress of always needing more new patients. You said you got hundred new patients. I'm like, where is everybody going? Right. When I was in practice, A, it's a lot of work to process hundred new patients and B, most of them stuck around. So, you know, A, how, can, how do you even have the capacity to take on that many new people knowing that most of them stay? So, so there's, there's a miss there. And the, the, other thing, the other thing too with that is that you've got to work hard to keep them there, right? As compared to referrals are always the best. We Everyone knows that in the world knows that referrals are the best. But then secondly is bringing in the people who've already been with you. They didn't leave you because they hate you or maybe take them off the ones you might've had a problem with or the ones you don't want back. But otherwise you've got, you know, 95% of your, 99% of your people out there who either life got in the way, things happen, you know, people start, listen, just the, our viewers, how many of us have kind of fallen off our exercise program or fallen off a certain, you know, way that we ate that we felt better with? You know, it's it's just life. It's called slipping and checking, you know. But bottom line is, is that what you're saying, that what I'm getting is that they're already there, right? How, just on, a, on, a, on an idea, just give me an idea, because like you don't want to be emailing them three times a day and you don't want to be emailing them once every three months, right? Is it like once a month, once a week, once every two weeks? Is there a cadence or what do you do? Yeah. So the, there's two parts to, the, to your question, which is exactly the right question. One is how frequently do you email your patients? But the part of that question that's super important is also what are you emailing? Meaning one email that's just a bad advertisement showing your desperate need for needing new patients, that's too many. <laughs> okay. But uh, sending an email a week that teaches your audience something about themselves and how to take better care of themselves and strategically includes big buttons that say, click the call, click to schedule on a weekly cadence so people start to expect it and it doesn't feel like spam and it's designed beautifully and it has pictures and it's not a wall of text of everything I never wanted to know about chiropractic, but it's people-centric. It's here's and it's so a we think in terms of monthly campaigns and weekly topics. So you can almost think of it like a curriculum. Yeah. This month we're talking about 
this week we're talking about. And those emails go out on a systematic basis. Again, teach them something about themselves, not necessarily about chiropractic, but about how they take better care of themselves and their bodies, and then invite them to click to call or click to schedule and do it consistently. For us, that's weekly. Love so it. many of our clients' emails go out on Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, they see reactivations coming into their practice because people go, thanks for the email. I've been meaning to get back in. You're exactly right. People stop for one of three reasons. They felt better and they stopped. <laughs> they didn't feel better and they stopped or life got in the way and they stopped. But none of those are good reasons to stop. <laughs> they, aren't, they, aren't, they aren't. They're real in their mind, right? They're real reasons. You know, the people who got better and stopped, they just didn't know that they should continue or or life or a combination or life got in the way, you know, that kind of thing. The people who didn't get well, you know, or didn't get what they came for, you know, probably just needed a little bit more education. We can't educate all of them. You know, we're not going to hang on to everybody. So but it's like, yeah, they, but if they leave on a good note and that's the other thing, right? If they leave when someone leaves, if they if we send them something, you know, to let them know that, hey, you know, we appreciate you and we still want, you know, we still hold you once in our practice, always in our practice. And, you know, if you ever need us, da, da, da. And then you drip them like you're talking about, right, on a weekly basis, whatever it might be. Um, wow. I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's like as long as, like you said, it's not annoying and people decide I'm going to opt out of this. I don't want this anymore. Then, you know, then you lose them. But they still know you. And if something comes exactly. up, they're still going to come back. So you really can't lose, you know, they get in an accident or something happens later on. They're going to remember, oh, you know, they're not going to remember that they opted out truthfully, you know, because we, we can't remember what we ate for dinner four nights ago. So it's ingenious, man. It's it's beautiful. And I think that is probably I, I love that you said that because it probably is the lowest hanging fruit or the, the greatest missed opportunity, you know. Um, and I want to say that's probably even for people just new in practice, too. Right. And it's like do screenings and you do stuff, but whatever you do, you know, to pull people in, you still got an email list built up. So why not just keep showering out to them? Uh, it's amazing. Jason, I, you know what? You cease to amaze me, dude. It's like uh, um, the marketing stuff is beautiful. And uh, and I appreciate you. You know, I, I have to tell you this. I appreciate that your campaign of your life is to get more people under chiropractic care. And you know, that's just as, you know, that's even probably more important or I don't know, it's, nothing's more important, but it's just as important as being the one delivering the care because we need mechanisms to be able to bring them in and be able to, to amplify what we're doing. So, so thank you, man. We kind of hit that. Oh, yeah. We kind of kept going. I mean, I would, I'm going to pick you, I want to just open you up and just kind of go, okay, <laughs> what is this? And how do you do this? And but I want to thank you, and I really mean it. You know, thanks for all you've done for Life West. Thanks for the support you've given to the profession. I mean, you know, you're you're always, you know, you're always at places that matter and that count, and um, and that means a lot, you know, because you know you're not just in business. You're you are you're in chiropractic, and and that's super important. So thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate that. Let me just say I'm a proud member of your president's circle. I encourage others to uh, be there and support you. And uh, just on what you said real, real briefly, I remember years ago, uh, somebody had once interviewed Jerry Klum and said something to the effect of, uh, aren't you uh, you know, sad that you no longer get to make a difference in people's lives in chiropractic? And he goes, whoa, 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 hold on a second. 
I graduate, and I forgot how many, you know, goes X amount of chiropractors every single year that make a difference in that many other people's lives. I know you do the same. And so I think it's from that spirit that uh, it just allows us to follow our callings in a variety of different ways. And uh, I love and acknowledge you for the just dedication that I know you put into doing what you do as a leader of our profession. And uh, from the decades, 30 some odd years ago that we started, it's, uh, it's fun to be on this journey with you still. It's, it is, man. I got to tell you, bro, that's the only reason I'm in this seat. Uh, I'm not an academician, man. I'm not in here to to create, you know, I'm in here to create great chiropractors so we can put an army out there to be able to take care of this world and, and uh, you know, bring health and wellness and balance and coherence and uh, and really kind of just change the vibration. And, and we're doing it. You know, we're doing it. We're all doing it. We just got to keep doing it and keep working at it. So thank you, my man. I appreciate you so much. And to our viewers, thank you. Thank you for coming in week after week and and hearing us. And whether, you know, this we drop these every other week, the Life West Leadership Line, the opposite weeks, we do a Life by Life West. Um, I just appreciate you. And thanks for sharing these, uh, you know, because people are spreading these all over. I was just, I just did a tour in Canada a little while ago and I uh, had, I was in five cities and five nights, I think, uh, um, and at, meeting chiropractors, having dinners and doing, you know, with big groups of people. And everyone said the same thing. Oh man, I I, I watch your, you know, your, your, your webcast and that, and it's just cool how it's just spreading. And I'm hopefully we're spreading what you want to hear. You can always shoot into us if there's other things you want to hear, because, you know, we want to make sure that you're getting what you want. Um, but most of all, just, you know, appreciate all that you do for the health of the planet and talking about chiropractic and doing uh, everything that's needed to create a, a healthier world and create a brighter future for humanity. So thank you so much um, for Dr. Jason and I, and uh, we'll come back at you. I'll be back at you uh, uh, next week. Uh, and uh, till then, we'll bid you adieu and keep loving those people around you. Keep hugging the ones that need it. And just remember that uh, we are all much more powerful than we were ever led to believe. So keep that in your mind. Until I see you again, see you later. Thank you for joining us today. And for the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.